Oh, thank you. What's up, everybody? We're going to do something a little different. I'm not necessarily coming up with a name for it yet, but we're just going to call it like Psych Talks for now. Until I come up with a better name for it, that's going to be the name for it on YouTube. But I'm going to put the episodes where I interview people for my podcast in video uploaded to YouTube here. And you'll still be able to find the audio version on Anchor, Spotify, blah, 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 promotion. But we'll go ahead and get into it. And today we're back with Jacob. He's been on the podcast before. And the first thing we're going to talk about is what the fuck is 2020? Uh, hell world yeah bro we have two hurricanes literally doing the ring around the fucking rosy right now like i can't i can't even pronounce i can't even pronounce what they said the hurricanes are doing now that they've like hit each other it's like the it's like the suboyoshi effect or something like that yeah something but it's based on like how typhoons interacted some every once in a while yeah (laughs) This is fucking great. I don't even know if it's, it's this year, bro, or if, like, all of a sudden everything's just hitting us more. We're just like, bro, why is everything happening during coronavirus? Like, I feel like if coronavirus wasn't a thing, we'd all just be like, meh, it's not in my area. But now we're just like, bro, there's more natural disasters. There was a fire tornado. How could this happen? There was a fire tornado in California. Oh, like the Bible? Literally, bro. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Ma- made from high winds from the drought. There was literally yeah. a fucking fire tornado. It was so goddamn funny. <laughs> Isn't it great that we're at this level of 2020? Uh, like, yes. The more ridiculous the natural disasters are, the funnier it becomes. <laughs> we're like, really? Really? A fucking biblical fire tornado and square dancing hurricanes. It's terrible. This is where we're at. It's just, I don't... <laughs> I, I generally don't get it. Like, I don't know. I think at this point, we all just either become desensitized to it or we just, like, see it happen and then get over it. We're just like, oh, boy, it happened. Let's let's get back to the grind, everybody, because it's, it's been happening. It's been happening. I think because I think the COVID death tolls above it's it's more than any American like casualties in any war, isn't it? No, not yet. Th- uh, it's more it? than World War One, not World War Two. World War Two, we're still like a, a little okay, more yeah, than a yeah, quarter yeah, yeah, from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, World yeah. War Two was a bit of a bloodbath for us, Wait, relatively. To was, other I think they wars. said the Civil no, War. Was the Civil the, War. Yeah, the Civil War was the bloodiest war for Americans. Oh yeah, easy, easy. Yeah. Like everyone that died was an American. Easy, <laughs> <laughs> like. Everyone that died was an American. Wow. Well, I mean, it depends on how you define it. We don't have to conclude the Confederates to the death count, I suppose. Yeah. For Americans that died. I don't know. If you want to be counted, maybe you shouldn't have seceded in the first place, dipshit. Oh, man. It's, it's crazy, honestly. I don't... 2020 has really just been a crazy... Not, I'm not even going to keep saying crazy... It's like you you start to you start to accept what's going on, and then something worse goes on. Like we're like I think it's 60, <laughs> we're sixty eight days from the election right now, and guess what's happening? Literally nothing. There's no debates. The Democratic like not, not the uh the Democratic convention and the Republican convention 
Where yeah. Like, okay, one, the Republican convention. You can't tell me that it's okay <laughs> to have a 12-person panel and six of their last names are the fucking same. <laughs> That's a little North Korea-ish, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I agree. that's just a little. And then I, I, I didn't know that six of the twelve were all related to Trump. That's all funny. fucking Trumps, bro. When Laura Trump spoke, her speech was just her gripping podium, eyes straight forward, no tone shift, no facial feature changes, describing her childhood stories and how she was empowered by America and her parents were small business owners, but nothing, no emotion. Like, like she was a goddamn robot, bro. And I'm not nitpicking this. Like, anyone can, <laughs> anyone can watch her speech. Anyone can watch her speech. She's not. There's nothing. No eyebrow raised. No smirks. That's weird. It's super creepy. <laughs> you know how disconnected I've been from politics? Because like 2020 is just like throwing me through such a ringer that I honestly like. I used to be really uh in touch and like paying attention like in great detail what was going on especially during like the primary but like it's just gotten so ridiculous that i just don't care anymore like really like i do like i'm voting for people i know i'm voting but like the it's just noise of like nothing's gonna get done and i know that and it's i i'm just i'm just okay with that i'm just at peace with this mediocrity and i am waiting until i have another chance to vote do what I want, pay attention when I think something can actually happen, yep. you know? Pay enough attention that I'm not confused when shit's going down, but not so much that I'm in the minutiae of it, because the minutiae just doesn't matter. It's just not going anywhere. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, if that's your hustle, like, if that's how you, if that's how you like to spend your free time, I'll, more power to you, you know, but I just can't do it anymore. It just, it just, it just feels like a waste of my time. It's definitely hard to maintain the momentum train when you just see, like, okay, we all these protests happened. They they gave us symbolic bullshit, and then they shoot a guy in the back seven times. And, and now it's just like, wow, bro, thank God Uncle Ben's rice no longer has a black guy on it. That really stopped a lot. Good, good job. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi, for taking a knee. Thank you. That stopped so much. Yep. Change. Changing Aunt Jemima. Everyone's like, no one asked for this. Thank, thanks Nobody for getting rid of that Golden Girls episode. Thanks. Why? <laughs> None of those are things that we wanted. No one cares about Golden Girls. See, okay, it, it got said best. I think Kyle said it best that the easiest thing for them to do is just give you symbolic symbolic gestures because it's just like, I gave you nothing, but I, I I care. I'm letting you know that I care and I'm with you. What if that it's do? The fucking, it's the fucking care emoji on Facebook, but politics. Politician, like, thanks, hate it. politician walks up, just looks at, oh, sorry, little guys. It's okay. We care. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for paying me. I'll make sure this gets taken care of. And then the road system you pay for pops a hole in your tire. Although knowing 2020, it not only pops a hole in your tire, but then a spike falls on your car. Bruh. (laughs) Oh my god. 
I guess moving <laughs> on into uh, politics, we'll talk a little bit on what's going on, like we were talking about with Republicans and Democrats, such as, as you've seen me allude to previously on the show, Kamala Harris, the prosecutor. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd like to start talking about Kamala with predicating that I I have nothing to comment about her really being, like, a woman. That's fine. I don't care. I don't really have anything against, like, to comment on her being black except for some of the ironies of her being, like, a prosecutor in the things, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, about the race thing, I don't care. In fact, even some people are, like, micromanaging the, like, well, she applied to this school as a Native American and that school is black. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. If that's your hustle, that's fine, Kamala. Like, really, genuinely don't care. Didn't that's small potatoes. Warren. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is just straight white, though. You see, that's, that's like a uh-uh cap. Uh-uh, cap. Right, and she also isn't Native American. Like, Kamala genuinely is, you know? And if you want to leverage whatever identity oh, that you do technically possess to, like, maximize your success in life, you know, fuck it, Kamala. I don't care. That was baby you. You didn't know it was going to be future you. You had control of present to future you where you actually were able to make policy yeah. changes. And that's where I'm upset, right? Yep. So all those other things, like, there's also, like, a weird, like, left-wing contingency to, like, make King fun of her weight for some reason. Very weird. Who? Like, like some uh, male left-wing commentators, like Vosh, for example, have been doing that, and other people as well. Making and then, like, fun making of fun of her weight? As in, like, her like, actual very, size? Like, physical weight? Yeah, it's very what weird. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know, right? It's very weird. So I just want to, like, distance myself from those kinds of talking points, which get brought up around Kamala, so I can, like, hopefully point out that I have some legitimate things to engage with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I want to start with Kamala. On that, oh my fucking god, fuck Kamala. (laughs) She scares me so much. I mean, first of all, we all know, if you were paying attention to the primary, like, we all know that the DNC wanted Kamala more than anyone else, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god, I love Kamala. Boss Bay. Black Boss Bay. Oh my god, Yas Queen. Please. Kamala Beyonce ticket. (laughs) 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 <laughs> like that kind of energy going yeah. forth right and like everyone who's like knew about kamala or could like google her for like 30 seconds is like mm-mm, mm-mm, this ain't it cap this is not the icon like progressive icon that we want she's like healthcare for all we're like she don't mean that we know she don't mean that she's not a proponent Watch. of medicare for when all it becomes people. when it that becomes relevant lie. to drop it that's a potato getting dropped out of her bag. Like the moment it's a, the moment they had to argue about it, she's just gonna be like, "Okay, we can drop Medicare for all." And they're just gonna be like, "Oh, okay." Thanks, Kamala. Anyway, so we all know we were they were pushing for her, right? Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard walked up was like, "Dun dun 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 dun." Pain. Yeah. <laughs> broke her, her cam- in the back. Broke her campaigns back, bro. <laughs> The messed up part is she like what yeah, it was uh Kamala was along with one of the people that accused Tulsi of being a Russian asset. And that 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 actually hurt Tulsi's chances of getting elected. Kind of. It's it wasn't a, just Kamala that did that. I know it was, it was mainly Hillary. Didn't, in it was fact, mainly Hillary. Hurt her. It didn't hurt her. Hillary was the biggest one. Yeah. But Kamala saying that she that uh 
Tulsi was a Assad apologist and a Russian agent. Actually, hurt Kamala in the immediate. It oh, really yeah. hurt both of them, but yeah. it was worth it because Tulsi Gabbard walking and knew she wasn't going to win. Really, she just so she needed destroyed to her. beat some people up who yep. needed it, right? And the yep. only person who could really take down Kamala was another woman of color, because <laughs> nobody else could really touch her because the K Hive, which is a thing and it's awful as a phrase. I want to die. What's K Hive? The K Hive is gonna the K Hive. It's the people who like Kamala. <laughs> like, is, like, is, like, is Bernie Bros. That's like her hashtag group, K Hive. Wow. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's fucking hilarious. I've been off Twitter for a while, bro. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's huh. like the Bernie Bros. It's the K Hive. It's her version. Bro, the uh, Bernie Bros wasn't even a thing. Not, not really. No, but the K Hive would just attack anyone who was not a woman of color criticizing Kamala. And then if you were a woman of color criticizing Kamala, you'd be like, you're just defending white hegemony <laughs> they're like yo she arrests black people for smoking weed <laughs> like how's that white hegemony bro this this is the trip about it when she was on the breakfast club with like charlamagne and angela Yee, she even was like yeah i smoked a little weed back in high school and i was just like you deserve to be in jail don't you bitch what's, what's <laughs> up what's up camilla <laughs> you, so you you just completely separated your public and your private position just completely <laughs> split those apart. Sick callback, yeah. Like, at least... I feel like Obama kind of did that, too. But his was just, he didn't... Did Obama directly have anything to do with, like, increasing marijuana legislation? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, what was states it? became legal under him. He didn't block them. Colorado and whatnot. That's true. There were a lot more legal states under Obama. He could have legalized He's, it day one is apparently what I learned. He could have. Every president yeah. has the option to do that. But he didn't want to. Prison industrial complex. <laughs> they need... That's another thing about Kamala, bro. See, uh, Using prisoners to fight fires? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, you, it might not be fair to directly say that's Kamala, but it was her office... Which she could have stopped it, obviously. Which means by not being like, "This is a problem. We need to end this." She may not been quote encouraging it, but she was enabling it. Like it's her, it's under her. She could stop it. So it's her fault. If you could stop it, you have the power to just full out be like, "Nope." Then you're doing it. Like ultimately, I don't like prosecutors, man. Like Killer Mike said that stuff best. He said, "No, he's like we, in his household, nobody votes for prosecutors." And it's just because, like, dude, a prosecutor's, a, it's, it's, like the, it's like the ultimate job of, no offense to anybody that's a prosecutor, I hope you're a good person, but if you bring that whole public and private position shit into play, and then not only that, you let your nepotism and your own personal fucking, what's the word? Bias? Yeah, your personal bias, like, you don't remain objective and just consider the facts. I don't, I don't understand how you can live in, like, like Hamlet, she lived in a legal area and was just like, yes, I support medicinal marijuana, but I'm still locking you up if you're just a random person. <laughs> like, when they do that, that, when they do that, that is specifically so they can catch people that don't live in medicinal areas and just send them to fucking prison. That's literally it. That, that's not a punishment. Weed is a yeah. Schedule One drug, still. 
Why? No reason. It's a Schedule One drug, and you can drive to Colorado and get a fucking bag of weed, chips, and a weed drink. You can go to restaurants that are fuck that are smoking lounges that have weed infused tea. Mm-hmm. But no, lock up people for a gram. There's only one reason they would do that, people. There's only one reason. Well, there's probably several reasons that they there's would There's several say. reasons. But I'm going to say the one reason is just they want to lock up poor people. Yeah. The dis- disenfranchise poor people. If you take out the earning supply, earning uh, money earning supply of poor people, they have less ability to get out of poverty, which means that you guarantee their endemic poverty, which means you guarantee their endemic workforce. Yep. Like, they have to work very hard for no gain because they can never really get out of the situation that they're in. Nope. You know? And that's just the... That's it. That's how it goes. But let's not spend too much time talking about Kamala Harris and everything that's dislikable about her. You people can make your own decision. Oh, one last point. I one want last to make. point. Okay, so we all know that DNC was pushing for Kamala real hard, right? Tulsi with Batman or Bane, that little Batman, before she could get anywhere, right? All the election goes down. All the primary goes down. Looks like Bernie's about to win. Gets fucking bloody Monday. Bloody Tuesday happens. Gets fucking wrecked by Joe Biden out of nowhere because everyone just absorbed into this one horrifying kaiju monster. Super Joe general. Biden's like, Joe Biden's on his way out the door, right? And who does he pick for his VP except Kamala Harris? Like, are we not supposed to believe that Joe Biden going to be president for three minutes before dying? <laughs> and like, wow, thank you, democracy. Thank you. Good. I love it. This is great. It's kind of like the Idiocracy movie. Yeah. No, it's more and more so, yeah. Yeah. But that's all I got about Kamala. We'll try. All right. We'll move on to something a little more positive, and that's like the content creation grind. Because yeah. recently, yeah. as you're gonna, as you're viewing this now, you're viewing it on YouTube, so I've been making a lot more stuff for my YouTube content. I've also been making a lot more stuff for Fiverr making things for even just social media so you find yourself in this like loop of making things and then people will tell you oh it's great this is a great one and you make another one they're just like oh this is great it's another one i was like i love this episode but at one point at what point do people just see you constantly doing it and just go oh yeah that's what you're supposed to do good job there's no reason to congratulate you anymore or what point do they look yeah. at you and see that you're releasing stuff and just be like, wow, bro, you're just always posting some some shit. Damn. Because that happens. Because, okay, yeah. think, think about it like this. Are you going to root? Like, that's why most people like the underdog. They like the person that's like more relatable or the person that has a better drive to it. They have a better chance to win. But that's like, mm-hmm. that, that, that's like it's like a, fa- you ever heard of the gambler's fallacy? Yeah. So yeah, get, of course. Okay, for everybody, the gambler's fallacy is, okay, let's say there's uh, Gambler 1, Gambler 2. Gambler 1 is on a roll, so he's saying, all right, we're going to flip a coin. It's landed heads the past three times. So, of course, it's going to land heads the fourth time. Gambler B has gone, all right, it, hadn't, it hasn't landed tails in three times. Of course, it's going to finally land on tails. They're both wrong, and the probability of the coin flipping is exactly the same. So, it's, it's the same way. People... Pe- People put an expectation on it. People put an expectation mm-hmm. on it's like they put an expectation on success before success is done when it's premature. 
Because they're just like, oh, it's supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be as good as the last one or better than the last one. You're supposed to do blank, blank, blank. And at one point, it stops being, oh, you're doing this new thing, and it becomes, oh, this, you're doing another one. But how like that? That's how I kind of feel about it. Cause I I see it sometimes. I felt that way definitely. I, I I'm guilty of that when it comes to artists like music artists. Cause if I look at a music artist, uh, my main reason for not liking them is once you become a label artist, they kind of do tell you you can't make your own music anymore, and you make you make what they allow you to. And I personally like that when I interact with an artist and share their music or like their music and they see it on social media that they are that like they show that they like it like they'll share it mm-hmm. they'll say like bro somebody's bumping my song and they'll just be like y'all know what it is somebody's bumping me like to me supporting that does feel better and more genuine but i that, that could be because of that you could say because oh i get my feel goods i get my feel goods because the person that entertains me is interacting with me yeah so it's a bit of a notice me senpai complex. Yeah, so there's a there's a double edged sword to it. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my content creation is definitely a lot different than yours. It also hasn't come out yet at all. Um, for everyone at home who hasn't heard me rant about this incessantly, I've been working for like three years now on a. Uh, tabletop role-playing game that's in a general field similar to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and so for the last, most of three years, I've just been kind of like rolling into a wall and occasionally making progress, just like slowly grinding. Like yep. this is the most grind kind of grind you can ever imagine. Like the book right now, the, the single core guidebook itself, is like 200 and something pages. 250 pages, 275 pages, something in that range. Uh, and it'll get cut down quite a bit. Once it gets formatted, it'll look better, and it'll get cut down for what's going to be in the free release and the official release. Mm-hmm. Um, free release is just be like, it's formatted in a PDF so you can download it and read it for free so you can play the game, because I feel no reason to not let people play my fucking game. Because yeah. like, hey, no, there's more to come. Give me money for that. <laughs> like, just play the game, <laughs> bro. Uh, it's kind of how I feel about making content too. It's just like, why would I start off being like, "Hey, yo, bro, support my Patreon." I'm just like, this this isn't worth supporting yet. I'm still yeah. working. I'm still getting better. <laughs> right. Like, become right. a fan yeah, and like what I do before I toss money into my production. Yeah. No, I I agree, but that's like a very millennial perspective. Uh, I talk to anyone who's older than me, and they're like, no, charge for it off bat. Charge $100 for it. You're worth it. Treat yourself. I'm like... I feel that... Okay. I, I feel that in some respects, but then there are other respects I don't feel it in. Like, let's say you... Like, I respect artists, especially, like, people yeah. that draw. But okay, yeah. if you look at my podcast art, it was done by a professional-level artist, like, that does corporate corporation-level drawings, and it was $80... The only thing it's I gave bad. him was Pretty verbal good. communication. I was just like, I want it to be uh, like a uh, homage. That's the word. Yeah. An homage to my older brother who died in the military, but I wanted to be a JoJo reference. And I sent him my reference picture, which was me in my tan shirt with my beads on, with khakis on, and yeah. showed him the hair. And he gave me exactly what I asked for. The first go around professional level done mm-hmm. 
No, no issue. Nothing. Eighty dollars. It is eighty dollar quality work, and I pretty cheap. Exactly. For, for that's for, pretty cheap for someone with his portfolio book. And uh, like, I'm not gonna say pretty like, reasonable. I'm not gonna tell people like, oh my god, you don't get to charge anything. But I'll see somebody that's less skilled, not to knock them, less skilled, and their art style is more amateurish, and they'll charge me like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, okay, it still doesn't look bad. But then when I get it, the first draft doesn't have them doesn't have what I told him to do. The second draft, I'm just like, hey, you forgot my beard, bro. And then he sends me the second draft, and he literally just like scribbled my fucking beard on, and I have to send that back. And I'm like, bro, can you draw my beard? So, you you can say that's up to the person, but I think it comes down to like people knowing how how they produce their content. And knowing what they can produce, it's yeah. like it's one thing to instantly just be like, "Oh yeah, bro, any request, hundred fifty dollars right off the bat." It's another thing somebody to tell you, and then the artist goes, "Bro, I love JoJo's. I be, oh, this is gonna be fun," and then gets it done at a reason, like at a reasonable, like he could have charged me a hundred dollars for it. That's still been fine. Still been fine, but at the quality of the work, because. If you if you look at my YouTube, you you obviously see I use it's the mm-hmm. character I use to like speak in different videos, but yeah. it's very high quality. Like I I don't know mm-hmm. if I I might put the original pic on here just to show. We'll see, but okay. it's a really really nice picture. Mm-hmm. And I I plan on interviewing him actually. I haven't gotten around to it because of all this COVID nonsense. But his right. name is the name of the author is Marthy is Wade. Everybody like. Like okay, this is the level I can say this guy's talent is. He did a fan made picture of the original Power Ranger, you know, like Tommy, mm-hmm. and he submitted it to a contest. And then the 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 Power Ranger that is Tommy, like saw it, made an entire video of it with it, signed it, said it was some of the best artwork, and then literally captured who he was, and said <laughs> it was just like you are an amazing artist. And I'm like, bro. Y- and y'all out here charging me 120 for scribbles? This man has, like, if you want to call it, celebrity recognition? And, you know, and it's because he's practiced enough. He's like, yeah, I can do that for 80 bucks. Because he probably is really $80 worth of labor for him. What is it, like, two hours? Who who even knows? Who, who knows how long it took him? But he, he didn't show that. Three hours? It's he, still, like, pretty good money per hour. You know, really. And it's... I, I, what I've learned is a, a lot of artists do it in like different layers as well. Like they'll make the first layer, then at another time they'll mm-hmm. come back do shadowing, then another time they'll come back do color, then another time they'll come back mm-hmm. and do like line work. If you're working on multiple projects, that's often how uh, illustrators will do it. That's yeah, definitely what I do. They'll have with like videos. a day that's dedicated to one type of task, yep. and it'll just uh, flip through a bunch of them doing that one type of thing, and then they'll get a bunch of that done. But yeah, everybody, uh, Marthius Way. You can also check out a comic he created called Shinobi Princess. It is, is very good. He is, he is very talented. So look him up. He's on Facebook. I don't know if I don't know his Instagram, but you look him up on Facebook or you look up his work, you'll find it. Marthius Wade. Mm-hmm. But slight shout out to him. Yeah. But, yeah. No, but that's 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 exciting. That that was pretty affordable, really. Eighty dollars for that. That's not bad at all. That's like below market rate, actually. For how effective it. it's just like yep it's done it's like well I, yep i i, I use it because yep. like i've even gone i've even gone and looked at like like popular novels of my childhood 
like a Percy Jackson novel, and I'll look at how they animated the character on the on the cover when they do the like beautifully illustrated covers co- covers that you you know the ones you can take off. Sure. Someone knows what I'm talking about when they give you the special cover, like the picture has like engraved on it. It's okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The special edition books when they when they actually yeah. make the character look lifelike. And I went back and looked at it, and I was like, "Huh, my picture, this picture." I was like, "Bro, I could totally this could totally be like the picture of a, like a some type of novel." Yeah, it's literally what it looks like. It just looks like the picture of a novel. Like some sunrise over Fallujah, if you read the book type stuff. If you haven't read that book, it's a sad book about soldiers in Afghanistan. Mm. <laughs> I have not. I got in trouble in high school because my teacher forced the class to read it. And because my brother had died in the military, I was obviously like, I'm going to read the book. And I went home and read it in a day. And when I came back to class, I had read it already and didn't want to read with the class, so I was reading my Halo books. And my teacher was like, since you've already read the material then, and you know it, why don't you take a quiz on it? And I took the quiz and made like a 90. And then she was just like, I, you still have to read along with the class. And I'm like, why did you make me take the quiz then? And I refused to, I refused to read along with the class, and she wrote me up for insubordination. Education, bro. It's perfect. I defied her, bro. That was the problem. Hmm? I defied her. Oh, yeah. That, that was the problem. It wasn't that you just, you know, did what you're supposed to. It's that you did what you're supposed to in a way that was annoying. You challenged my power, child. Yeah. But... Imagine having that small of, like, an ego that, like... Or that big of an ego. You know, having that frail of a sense of yeah. self-worth that a fucking child challenges your authority by actually just having done the material yep. and, and instead of being like the material okay instead of being like okay and like i could see i could see the merit of like okay well here's the quiz early then if you've read the book then you can take this quiz you can also get it out of the way like that's a double that's a double down like if yeah. you do this you'll be rewarded by not having to take the quiz later either yeah but if you nope. didn't read it and take this quiz then you're kind of no then read the book idiot you know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's a fair. That's a fair check. Like I'm not against taking the quiz. It's like a reasonable like. That makes sense. But well, like, then be like, okay, Rick, you clearly you read it. That's a ninety. You can't get that on accident. Read, do whatever you want. You've nope. clearly done this. I, I did why. not get to read Master Chief's Adventures. I got wrote up and sent to the office. <laughs> did the principal go like, go back to class? <laughs> no, the principal was just like, so you didn't do what she told you to do, and I was like, I'd already finished the book, and he was just like, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to follow your teacher's instructions. And I was just like, bruh. He was like, go to ISS. And ISS was in-school suspension. Yeah. Where I I then proceeded to not get to attend my education throughout the day because I was in detention. And they just sent me, like, busy work. And I sat there and just read my book. (laughs) Nice job, Mississippi (gasps) Education System. That's classic. In-school suspension always seems to miraculously find a way to reward you. For doing the thing that they were punishing you for, right? Like, My brother, uh, so we had like this external gym on the outside of the school, right? So there's the school and then the gym. I feel like that's pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, my brother, however, is a fucking crazy person. Um, so he, my brother, back in 2007 or whatever, traveled to China and actually like went to Shaolin and Wudan and shit, right? Uh huh. 
like practicing like kung fu and whatnot. And so my brother got real good at running on walls. Like I'm not kidding. Like the act of going like doop, 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 just running on walls. I bro. <laughs> Like, okay, weird setup, I know. And so my brother's like, huh? runs up the wall of the gym, climbs to the top of it, right? Goes over, right? The two people he was, like, talking with who are just these absolute dorks try to do it. They have no idea what they're doing. They just both face plant into this gym wall, right? <laughs> just <laughs> like a cartoon. My mom is in the parking lot watching this. Not doing anything. She's like, I wonder how this is going to go down. <laughs> My brother jumps off the gym uh, to, onto the lower part and then onto the ground finally, right? Okay. Coach Jagu, the basketball coach, walks up. He's like, yep, that's a suspension. For, I mean, understandably. Like, he jumped off the gym. <laughs> I don't know why that punishment is suspension, but, like, I understand the need to, like, feel like you need to punish that. Like, you can't have kids jumping off the gym. You probably, like, I get it. Yeah, that was probably, like, I got to set an example with you. Right. It was just very weird. <laughs> Maybe that, who okay. knows? That, that could have been what the teachers, I, I can see that ideology, too. Just, all right, bro, you're a little bit too above the curve. I got to set an example with you. Sure, right. So, my brother got sent to That's a week of ISS. authoritarian. Right? During this week of ISS, CSA is the school he went to has a secret floor that's always locked, right? It's like has a bunch of these like weird ass stored things from like decades and decades of shit. Just like random like student and faculty garbage, like nonsense stuff, like art pieces even. Okay. Like some cool and weird stuff are, is in there, right? But the, it's the fourth floor and it has like this window that you can just like walk out to and it's just the ground. Like four stories down. So, my brother was chilling out with the janitor, right, for the week, doing whatever, right? He's like, hey, Ch you want to go to the fourth floor? <laughs> and so the janitor brought my brother up to the roof of the school. <laughs> During until suspension for jumping off the gym roof. Did he jump off the roof again? No, that that's too high. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brother was a. My brother knew he could do all that without hurting himself. That was the strategic, the strategic point. Okay. There's no way to jump off four floors without, like. Tuck and roll, know. bro. Hmm? Tuck and roll. Yeah, I mean you can't. That's. <laughs> bro, don't jump nah. off buildings, kids. Don't jump off buildings, kids. You might get in school suspension or die. But all right. Or both. We kind of went off on a tangent, but we'll yeah. we'll move on to the next topic because we were talking about uh, someone's ego who could be so small that they have to be challenged by a child. One thing we'll move on is that people with small egos. We're going to get into the whole alpha beta science, oh, yeah. pseudoscience, and like the red pill theory. That's I personally may have also, I ain't going to say may have also, I was an incel at one point. And I'll explain that, but we can we'll, we'll exchange. A little bit awkward. My girlfriend just walked up the ladder. Topic. That's great. Good we timing. Can, ten we, out of ten. We can hit the alpha beta. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's start with that. Um. So for every all of you who don't know at home, alpha beta philosophy 
I guess I would put that in quotation marks. Is it really a philosophy and ideology or a, a scam slash conspiracy theory? It's a scam. Um, it's a scam. Uh, it's based on this one guy's research about wolves that were taken out of their wild context, like, and brought into a uh, confinement, like in a zoo. And he was studying how these wolves who had no relationship to each other established hierarchy. Um, and so that became what is eventually extrapolated into what that was became what the alpha male like thought experiment was yeah. that like one of the wolves eventually becomes the alpha male and there's other subservient male wolves right yeah that are under him that are under him and this got extrapolated up to like being like well that's just how humans be because nice. that's always how it gets extrapolated out it's like hey charles darwin's like hey this is how evolution happens and people are like that's how humans be and every time someone does that the creator progenitor of that research is like wait no no <laughs> that's not what that means no <laughs> no and so the the right wing predominantly and uh male male culture i don't know if there's a way to even to put that all together like but it's a thing uh i guess but that kind of group of people like took the alpha male philosophy and just like ran with it as the way you should like live yeah. your life you should live your life to try to be an alpha male um and have other people be subservient to you and that's also how you attract women yep. is by being the alpha is male and meanwhile the guy doing who did the original research is like that's not how wolves work in the wild at all <laughs> it's not at all there are no alpha males like it's just the male wolf and the female wolf in fact usually the female wolf often the female wolf is in charge yeah <laughs> like not 100 percent of the time but it happens like not as uncommonly as you would say trailing like 30% behind them. of the time. All the wolves you see trailing behind them in the pack, guess what? They're their kids. They're their kids. It's a family yeah, structure. That's what you're looking it's, at. It's, it's just a family. It's, it's not how wolves work. They're not lions. <laughs> and, uh, There's not harems. No. No. <laughs> it's it's pretty monogamous, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, relatively. Uh it's a good an argument they could have used for the nuclear family as well if the right wing wanted to, but the missed the wrong horse, I guess, <laughs> for that re that rhetoric, which yeah. also doesn't you know, whatever. Uh, but that kind of moves on to like what I think is the I guess further into the red pill ideology and the incel ideology. And <laughs> what if anyone who doesn't know, I know everybody probably knows incels are people that are involuntarily celibate. And what, what I feel that translates to, or the definition I know it as, is that people that, against their own will, cannot attract a mate. <coughs> they're, they're, they're basically just 40-year-old virgins. But the way, I, obviously there's different classes of it. You can prescribe <laughs> to some of the ideology. But like, but like anime monster power levels? <laughs> this is a class A incel? Okay, okay, okay. What I was, what I would say is a class A incel. A class A incel would be a guy that's like five foot six, two hundred eighty pounds. Do, beard doesn't connect. His personality is that of wet cheese, and he wants women. He wants a woman that's like. Five feet to five foot two, can't be tall, can't be over 120 pounds, can't have small boobs, can't have, like, must have a thigh gap, but he's five six and looks like Frodo, and he was like, you must cook, you must clean, 
That that's a class A incel, and yes, those people do exist. Oh, they do. It's they a do. thing. I've met them. Neck and beards. It's like, bro, bro. Neck beards. Those people do exist, and they have those expectations of women's, and they expect women for some odd reason to be a whore for them. But if prior to meeting them, they've ever had any type of sexual relation, then they're just an unclean whore. Which, in my no, opinion, very that, silly. for for me, that's that's probably just like them just being insecure and just being like, she's had better than oh. me. Uh. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what that is. That's literally what that is. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> and we should. I also want to point out this is on the last podcast I did with you. We talked a little bit about the uh, alt right pipeline. Yeah. Let's not pretend that alpha male and red pill are not an integral part of the pipeline. And incels are a member of that pipeline. Not necessarily yeah. like being an incel is a requirement of being in the pipeline, but it often happens that typically when you ascribe to these philosophies, you may at first generate some amount of success because you're basically having a community of people being like, yeah, go get them, tiger. <laughs> And that, like, that alone might give you confidence yeah. just to talk to women at all. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, uh, engaging with people is a great way to interact with them <laughs> on any level. And, like, yeah, so that alone isn't the worst part. Like, talk to 100 women every day. Just say hi. It's like, even it, if one shoots the worst you down, advice, keep moving. It's like, there's nothing to worry about. Just, she, she didn't want to. Who cares? Move on to the next one. Don't get me wrong, it's right. kind of toxic because you're just like popping up like, hey, woman. <laughs> yeah, it is toxic, but it's also not like in the scale of worst advice to best advice of how to interact with women. Yeah. It's in the range of neutral bad. It's better than just being a silent guy that just goes, oh, no, she only dates nice guys, but I never talk to her. Uh... It's better than that. Yeah. Yes. That's called being a simp. That's called being a simp, and simp can also be incels. Yeah. In fact, I feel like it's less of a like a Venn diagram and more of a circle. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like it's those two overlapping circles. Right. Because it's, it's like simp, incel, and then it's just like red pill is what the red pill <laughs> shares. Because one thing I'll say, one thing I'll say about simping is that like. Most people would define simping if like, if you see somebody bring up simping on Twitter, it's usually if you're just in a comment section like, bro, why are y'all bashing this chick for posting this photo? She's just posting a photo and they're just like, shut up, you simp. You're excusing this whore. And you're just like, bro, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but that's literally what it is. It's just like, it's just like, maybe you guys shouldn't, you know, bash women like this. Not every woman's like this. All right, whatever, white knight. You're just saying this because you want to. You want to get laid. It's just like, no. By who? <laughs> who is by who? The internet? What? Just lady. Then there are some who it, are. I've seen everyone's seen the post of like, I gave you eighteen thousand dollars total, and you had a husband the whole time. I supported I'm you for I want two all years. of my money back, and people be like, yo. I supported you for two years, and I thought I had a chance, but you had a husband the whole time. <laughs> like, bro, her what, job, what was bro. what was that streamer's name? I don't know. Was that Pokimane? It's probably Pokimane. It's always Pokimane. I feel I don't know who the fuck Pokimane is, but it keeps she keeps coming up in like relevant discussions of everything yeah. involving 
it is i guess simping type things the simping and behavior like controversy type things yeah with being a streamer who doesn't does she play video games i don't I, know she she's some type of streamer man i don't know i don't know i don't i don't i don't care i'm just throwing out that word name because i feel like i feel like that's probably it just because it always ends up being pokemon yeah some reason. But that's just the funny thing about it though is there's a whole like like you said about the red pill line one thing yeah. i noticed is that people almost are they almost always somehow work their way up no matter the Dude, you know where the Illuminati, because uh, you know how sometimes they'll say rappers sacrificed their soul or killed somebody to become famous? The, yeah. The, the, guess where that leads? From, from from the black community, guess where that leads? Pipeline. Jews. I'm sure, right? Jews, of course. Well, if you say the Illuminati, you, like, you may not know you mean the Jews, but that's where that goes. No, that's literally where they go. Time. They're like, they literally hit the... Jews that are in power of the music industry, and they're the ones that control everything. And you're just, I'm just like, which isn't, it's not wrong. Which, it's not wrong, but it's not true. It's not wrong, but the way they're introducing it is like it's blaming them for something. Right. It's like they're the cause of all of this terrible. You no, know, is that there are like, if you were to do a raw population numbers of the amount of people who are Jewish who are in those kinds of industries, it's higher than their population but it's not like a hundred percent of them are jews either it's like still actually a minority of them are jewish yeah. it's just not reflective of the population so more jews are in those fields than there are jews but it's still like 15 percent of the people doing these things are mm -hmm. the jews quote the jews are people who happen to be jewish the jews <laughs> like that's what i'm but, saying they throw the whole they throw the whole united front thing in there like everyone jewish knows each other no. I'm like, you. so y'all want me to believe Ben Shapiro has stakes in the music industry? No. Nobody likes Ben. Is Ben Shapiro secretly trying to influence Cardi B's rap sales right now by constantly trying to talk about oh her song God. and digging the hole deeper for himself? That's so embarrassing. Is, is, that like so a, embarrassing. is that like a super loop just because Ben's Jewish? Yes. Apparently. <laughs> like... It's the Jews, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's the not. Jews. That's what they say. It's the Jews. <laughs> That's what the it's, Illuminati it's means. The it's the Jews. No, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost like a lot of pipelines, at least when they lead into, like, the right wing, like, the far right. Like, when you get far left, it becomes, like, mis misused identity politics and high-key lack of accountability, in my opinion. It's kind of yeah. A lot of the far well, what would you would say the far left like the identity politics people. I actually the far left doesn't like them either. Like I'm more closer to what you would consider quote far left. I, what, I identify more so as the far left. If we're talking far left, we're talking like actual communists, right? That's that's the actual far left. What you're dealing with is neoliberals who are fucking obnoxious, but they're actually closer to Republicans than anything else. Like, yeah, really. That's currently what because we got they're with just Democrats. like, fuck policy. Policy doesn't matter. It's just who is there that matters. Mm -hmm. Which is a ridiculous position on its face. Like, what? how do you think that's going to help if you don't have any real structural criticism, yeah. right? It's Karen feminism. It's not, we have a 
real discussion of things that we need to change about hegemony and about how policy interacts with society and create certain situations. Yep. It's more that like get a woman in the White House. <laughs> like and Joe the, Biden there. How can Joe Biden go, I will elect a woman of color as my vice president before he even picks a candidate? You <laughs> did you just automatically ask anyone that wasn't a woman of color? Are you only looking at a pool of women of color, Joe? Yes, because he knows his audience is neoliberals. But they're not the far left. The right wing has given you the idea that those are the far left. To specifically truncate the range of discussion, right? Okay. So it looks like the idiots, the, the neoliberals are the far left, which means they're like here, and that right, the far right is right here, right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, now that range is much shallower between where you could end up, where you're allowed to end up. You don't want to be like these far leftists. You want to be somewhere in the middle, right? Okay. But they're artificially truncating the spectrum, which in reality, if the far right is like right here, the neoliberals are like right here in yeah. the middle. The communists are like over here. And so there's a much broader spectrum of thought between fascism <laughs> and communism than fascism and neoliberalism, okay. which are much closer. You know what I mean? So they're not the far left. That's something I need to break. I like trying to break people out of is that, no, they are also the problem. You're being lied to because the right wing has for the longest time had control of social media. Is In terms of framing the argument, they always have. They're white men. Oh, that's what you meant. On mass with a high degree of like knowledge about and intentional strategy. What's up with them uh, saying that social media is discussion. like is why is social media like the enemy of it now? No, that's what they've always done. That's like literally how fascists have always taken power. Like they've arbitrarily chosen an enemy which they themselves know that they can control and then punch it. The elements of it while also bolstering from it. Like, it's like, oh, the media doesn't report on this story from Fox News. Like, <laughs> so how would you describe, like, how would you describe what what they say happens on Twitter and Twitter censoring white wing outlets or YouTube? Oh, I mean, Twitter is ran by idiots. And it's true. They censor right wing content, but they also censor left wing content. It's really not unique. That's true. Uh, also, with the whole blue check thing that happened a while ago, they're like, Twitter is accepting this person as legitimate because of his blue checks. Like, no, they just needs to know that that's actually the person saying that. <laughs> like, no one likes Richard Spencer at all. Richard Spencer needs a blue check, so I know when it's Richard Spencer talking and not some random asshole pretending to be Richard Spencer. That's all the blue check means. And yeah, I don't agree with Twitter, but Twitter needs to be taken in as a public entity. And so does Facebook and a yeah. lot of these other institutions need to be public utilities. And then we wouldn't have this problem. Yeah. Because then you'd be dealing with the law and not some random arbitrary terms of and conditions that can change. And you've already agreed to them and they can change since you've agreed to them. That is true. Because the terms and conditions allow it to be changed. And you agree to them. It's fucking like, what? Why? <laughs> How? And they might give you an update, but like the update's in legalese too. And nobody reads that. I just wanted to get my sick memes.
I you guess know, like I don't read it. Why the fuck would I read it? See, when there's stuff like that, though, I think that's why people gravitate more towards the message boards, like Reddit or 4chan and stuff like that. And that's how we get the ideologies that move. Because I don't think, like, obviously, I, th- I think when they're moving around on the main social media sites, when they're trying to throw people down the pipeline, it's more subtle. Yes. Well, the. Well, that's a strategy. They gather on places like 4chan in particular, not even so much Reddit. Okay. Because Reddit's really easy to see who you are. Like, the anonymity of Reddit is, if, although conditional, it's at least easier to observe you, like, within your own self. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit, Reddit's a little bit less toxic. It is toxic still, but it's not nearly as bad as, say, 4chan, which is just the dungeon yeah. of the internet. Uh, and so they gather on 4chan to like discuss the strategies of things. They gather information and then they send people out and they build out bots to do specific tasks, right? Mm-hmm. So Twitter isn't where they live. Twitter is where they work. Facebook isn't where they live. Facebook is where they work, mm-hmm. right? Okay. 4chan is where they disseminate that information that they've been getting and then go back out, okay. right? 4chan is their hub primarily, as far as I understand, and other types of like more niche message boards that like are like or instant messages in between like individuals, but like there's no single superpower entity within the alt right community, as far as I'm aware. There's like figureheads, and then there's like theoretical icons, like there's people that they've ascribed to. They're like, yep, this is one of us, even if somewhat arbitrarily, like PewDiePie. Like PewDiePie is not a Nazi, but PewDiePie does not do a good enough job challenging Nazis on his profile or on his channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'll say, like, at least the other branch of the red pill ideology, I feel like the the reason people get thrown into that when they're not necessarily someone that fits the definition of an incel, like I, like I explained, you got you had the class one incel, which is somebody that's usually a, like, massive weeaboo. They have, right. like, they have, like, I want an Asian girl with front... <laughs> like pushing jagged teeth like the kawaii smile they, it's really stereotypical bro and you'd be surprised how often i've seen it it's just really i don't know i've never heard that before that's really funny really they racist like too specifically. really racist too because they're just like i want an asian girl with messed up teeth it's like well, where are you getting this cool. from who what what have you ever seen a person like this in real life i mean but, I have. Obviously, some people but, have, but the people I've I mean, met have not. I also was the marketing chair of the Asian American Association for a reason. So, like, at University of Memphis. So, like, I mean, that's not, like, a, a, a brag. This is, like, conditional. And, like, yeah, no, I've seen that before. <laughs> like, it's, but, but it's I'd very th- weird that that's, like, a thing. I'd say the other <laughs> class for incels is probably people that have, like, they more they have a more personal grudge against probably a woman in their life, and that's why they yeah. apply it to all women. Cause when I like like I said earlier when I said I was in so that's mainly cause like I had uh, I had like developmental issues with my mom growing up. So okay. obviously growing up, I build a resentment towards my mother, and that obviously sets a precedent. If I don't grow, if I didn't grow over it, it set a precedent for my mm-hmm. relationships with all other women. Cause I'm mm-hmm. just like. Bro, mm-hmm. if my mom lies to me, I already know you're going to lie to me. So, yeah. So that that yeah. happens to a lot of dudes. It's the same thing. It's 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 the same logic of like when some people, well, some men, women might say men ain't shit or all women are whores. It's probably because like someone did something to you and you feel some type of way about it. 
and it's easier for you to like project it on everybody instead of just considering like it's it's your situation and it's not that different from why many women often have unhealthy perspectives of relationships as well and they seek out people with unhealthy habits because yeah. their father often had unhealthy habits and that's yeah. not like a unique experience people are people and people are messy you know and typically oftentimes when two people have children it's not because they're prepared for it and yep. even if they are people are not perfect you know what i mean so that's not like i i don't like i don't super like the parent-based argument for people's shitty preferences because i feel like it's used as a crutch yeah uh, or like as a cudgel against women as well and men to some extent as well that's why i said you, but, like, I, it is also that, not untrue that like that's where you learned a lot of your understanding of a relationship of like a romantic relationship from you're your having problems as usually if you're having problems as a young kid with girls you're either gonna go to like your mom or your sister or a woman that you trust yeah if the woman that you trust or that you thought you could trust is not showing you a positive relationship you usually more often than not you're gonna take your environment for what it is because it's, it's like a for me it was high key a survival mechanism because i was just like no emotional pain from women bad yeah. <laughs> so avoiding it doesn't make it better, and then classifying everybody as that doesn't make it better because all it does is like ruin opportunities for you. And that's what I. That's why I don't like to use it too much as a crutch because it's really up to the person to learn from mm -hmm. it and like understand that those were not good things and understand that they may their brain might be conditioned as a meat tray of electrons to respond to that. But that's not what they need to be responding to. Like, yeah. you have to actually teach yourself to not want that toxic type of patterning. Yep. And, you know, that's that's you new, that's universal for men and women. Like, it's not any different. Like, you know, you have to deprogram yourself yep. from bad things that people did. And I also have to be accepting, like, I have times where, like, in my relationship with my current girlfriend that I'll, like, do something. I'm like, oh, my God, I am my dad. You know, but I see that and I'll go, ha, lol. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, how do I fix that? Because that's the thing about my dad that I didn't like. And I understand. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, now I get why he did that. But it wasn't appropriate. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. I've definitely learned that myself as well. Right. And it's up to it's up to us to be the, the, the next generation of people from their parents. Like us in a very not specific yeah. sense at all. Us, us up to us to like really take a good look at ourselves and i honestly and you said that you were an incel at one point i would put myself as a demi incel that like for one thing i'm like in the range of asexual i'm gray sexual um and so i wasn't as interested in sexual relationships as a lot of the people around me and so because of that i was much more like able to see the meta interactions of people in relationships and i doesn't i didn't feel comfortable with myself interacting with women for a long time and yeah. not in the sense that like oh because women are whores are not even necessarily i'm not good enough for women it's just that like i was a kid i didn't see i understood that i had things that i still needed to work on and it wasn't fair to bring someone else into that at least in a long-term way, you know? You were smarter than me. And 
<laughs> Hopefully. I just got my feelings hurt and then processed it as they're all terrible. <laughs> it's just not true. And like, yeah, like it's not like I haven't thought that before, but like what woman also hasn't thought like all men are terrible, you know, which is probably a more accurate statement. Let's be real. Oh my God. Yeah. Have you ever been on female side of Tinder? looking at men what a fucking dumpster fire oh my god point being though it's clearly not all women are bad it's like a you probably could have done a better job as a the dude saying like uh-uh this ain't it cap yeah. <laughs> like you have so way too much unexamined toxicity for me to uh deal with this ain't worth it it's fine i don't need to be in a relationship i don't need to justify that yeah like a and then b a lot of times are also like the dude's own fault, or reverse that, the woman's own fault. The, the owner, the person of the relationship, of the ego that we'd be discussing, rather, has a lot of things that need, they need to deal with, and they're pushing it on to someone else, and they're responding badly to it because they probably don't know how to deal with it either. You know, yeah. We're imperfect people. We can't perfectly understand what we're doing at all times. It's just really important to, like, I really felt that the reason why my relationship currently is fairly functional very functional compared to a lot of other relationships I get to hear about secondhandedly. It's kind of hilarious. It's just that, like, because we both spent so much time single and, like, working on ourselves, that we both, and we both have the ability to have learned from our parents more objectively and, like, really paying attention, mm -hmm. that we can have objective conversations and really work on detoxifying elements that we find in each other. Yeah. You know, it's... So that's kind of like the key I feel to there's like, that's why there's productive inselling and destructive inselling. Yeah. I feel that. Like, I don't know if you remember like the old school MGTOW, which like was the jumping off point between them and a lot of incels. It's like started the incelness where like, it was just like men in their forties and fifties who are like, yep, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I've been divorced. It's cool. I'm out of here. You know, women are and all it wasn't even that group. It's like, it's not that women are all whores. I'm just done dating. I'm too old. I have things I want to work on. Oh, I spent yeah. my entire life, you know, Chasing. with my wife and like raising children and the children are gone. The wife is gone. I have nothing except for myself. Might as well just work on that. It's cool. You know, that was old school MGTOWs. I had a legitimate argument of like, no, it's fine. I ain't mad. It's good. I get what happened. I'm going my own way. That's literally what. MGTOW stood for as men going their own way but ah. that co movement got co-opted by what became the right what, why, the right wing it's not like they weren't necessarily MGTOW didn't have a, like a political ideology it wasn't right wing or left wing like the argument is just it's been there it's done going the right way. I'm moving on right there's no politics with that yeah really but it got co-opted by the right wing and the right wing made the effective incel culture out of it in my opinion, I haven't researched that thoroughly enough, but I was there around that time when I was having similar thoughts of like, you know, I don't really think I'm ready for this, like the whole dating thing. Yeah. I don't really think I want to do this because I want to work on myself and I, I don't feel comfortable dating other people yet because I don't feel mature about it, you know, <laughs> but I was noticing that and I was also like noticing the incel thing coming up at the same time. So that was my experience of that. I don't know if that's true. Uh that the right wing co-opted MGTOW ideology and politicized it. That's an very interesting possible. question, though. I, I I don't even know how you would look that up. That'd be a very weird research to do. I don't know how you would uh, complete that. 
you know, yeah. accomplish that. But yeah, so that's my experience with, and I also got some shitty dating advice from red pill type people. Like told me to look these things up, but it was just shitty dating advice. And I hardly regret everything I did while I was on that brainwave. It felt, it was not good. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't take red pill advice, kids. If you're trying to figure out how to date, uh, my solution is either don't, don't blame women for being bad. Women are just people. People sometimes suck. It's not their fault. They're not, they're probably too stressed and anxious to literally, or incapable of like looking inward and fixing themselves like as humanity. It's not women or men. That's the problem. It's, it's not humans specific suck. to you. Humans just suck. Humans just kind of suck. And you have to wait, honestly, until you're ready. Yeah. And it's okay. Like that's that's my post incel quote incel advice. Post red pill, post incel dating advice. Is that it, you can just be fine. And then you, when you have a relationship, it'll be more valuable because it won't be as fueled by toxicity. Yeah. Well, I'll say we can go ahead and sign off soon. Okay. Because this has been about a it's been about an hour and five people. Cool. Uh, like I cool, said cool. to everyone that's gonna be watching this, we're not really sure what we're gonna name this segment. Could be the psych talk. You will find out once I upload it, won't you? <laughs> but there'll be more. This is where the videos will be. They'll also be uploaded on audio as well. But this will just be for people that want to watch it on video. And thank you for tuning in to the first episode or whatever I'm gonna name this show. Mm-hmm.